Michelle Carter, also known as the Shot Diva, is a two-time Olympian, American record holder, seven-time USA champion, 2015 world champions bronze medalist, and 2016 gold medalist in the shot putt category in the Olympics. She was ranked number one in the USA and number three in the world. Michelle Carter has excelled at the national and international level of track and field for more than a decade. She was also a stellar athlete in high school who won four back-to-back 4A track and field championships in the shot put and discus, garnering the state record in discus. Daughter of shot putter, 1984 Olympic silver medalist and San Francisco 49ers nose guard, Michael Carter, Michelle, the former National Girls Prep School record holder in the shot put at 16.73 millimeters is amazing. Raised in Texas, Michelle Carter received a full track scholarship to the University of Texas, where she graduated in 2007 with a degree in Youth and Community Studies and a minor in Kinesiology. Michelle is the founder of Youth Throw Girl Sports Confidence Camp, a sports camp that focuses on the complete female athlete through confidence building and athletic empowerment. As owner of Shot Diva's Makeup, one of her favorite quotes is, when you look good, you feel good, and you will do good. She's a firm believer in bringing beauty on the inside and out. Meet Michelle Carter. Okay. Hi, this is Gigi with the Plus Size Virtual Summit coming to you. Remember, we're online from March 1st through 4th, and we have amazing speakers, and I am so excited today to have uh, one of, I have found out about her, I guess it's been a couple years ago, after she uh, won the Olympics, and I just, she, I went to her website and found that she was amazing, and I just had to get her on this summer, so thank you, for Michelle Carter, for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. Now, Michelle is also the known as the Shot Diva. And she yes. was the 2016 Olympic Shot Put Gold Medalist, 11-time U.S. champion, right? Hope I got that right. She is representing U.S. on eight world championship teams. And she was trained by her dad, which I think is amazing. But more importantly as well, she is a certified makeup artist. As well as she has an amazing organization called the Youth Throw Girl Conference. And we're going to talk about all of that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, thank you for having me. So I know you are a busy woman, so I really thank you for taking time out to spend with us. And I just thought it was important to have someone of your caliber um, on this summit because you're a beautiful, full-figured woman. And you use that as your strength, I imagine, in shot putting. Uh, because I don't never see any little skinny girls shot putting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just tell us a little bit. I know your dad trained you, but when, what age did you first get interested in shot putting? Well, I started throwing a shot put in seventh grade. And wow. um, I was actually in basketball, transferring from public school, from private school to public school. And I remember uh-huh. asking me, like, you know what? Hey, you should try out for the track team. And I remember just thinking, like, okay, like, I would. Like, I don't mind. I asked mm-hmm. my dad. I said, Dad, can I try for the track team? He said, um, like, who asked you? Why they ask you? What exactly did they say? Which coach was it? And I'm like, why are you asking me all these questions? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> right. Um, he told 
told me I could try out, but he told me I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And uh-huh. since um, this is what I wanted to do, and it was my decision, he was going to be my coach. And he told me practice starts tomorrow in the driveway. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so how did you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, if, if, if he said it was practice tomorrow, he's the coach. I have practice tomorrow because he's the coach. Because um, little did I know at that time that my dad um, actually has a silver medal in the 1984 Olympics. And wow. the boys' national high school record at um, 81 feet 4 inches. And um, I only knew my dad played football because he played football for the um, San Francisco 49ers for nine years. So okay. I thought that football was all that he did. Little did I know mm-hmm. that um, I was going to be following in his footsteps. Which I, I mean, he must be so proud of you and how far you've come and and your mom too because I'm sure she was there cheering you on and being there but that is amazing um so I guess what is the biggest challenge um in that particular sport because many people like I don't really know a lot about shot putting what is the biggest challenge the biggest challenge is um just knowing that it's okay to be strong I think mm-hmm. a lot of girls, um, you get a lot of attention when you're in the weight room, especially with guys, and you're mm-hmm. not lifting as much as they are. <laughs> they have wow. with it. They don't have jokes, or they're just really interested. And um, a lot of girls are taught early on that muscles aren't feminine. Mm-hmm. Like, no girl should have that muscle. No girl's supposed to be that strong. You're supposed to be soft and dainty. And... Yeah. Um, that's not the case. Everybody's not the daintiest thing ever. I'm right. very he- heavy-handed. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. So, you know, um, dainty was just not in my calling, but um, I was able just to use what, you, what you have. If you were built right. like that. You, I'm, I'm big. I have to mm-hmm. do something with it, so I throw stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> That's very, so that was the most challenging. And um, because on the flip side, you're a certified makeup artist. So you have, um, you know, you have the less athletic side and then you have the makeup artist or the quote unquote more daintier side, if you will. And and I imagine, did you always have an interest in makeup artistry? Yes. um, It's funny because my mom said on my first birthday, that um, I wanted to wear this white ruffle dress. And she was trying mm-hmm. to put me in something else. So she put me in the other outfit, I'll take it off. And I was trying to put on the white dress. And so she finally just put the white dress on me with all the ruffles on it. And she mm-hmm. put the socks with the, with the ruffles on there and the white shirt. Uh-huh. Had the, I wanted the ruffled gloves on. And I got all dressed up to go outside to wrestle with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> My mom knew that I was really a girly girl, but I could hold my own. <laughs> now, are you an only child, or do you have do you have brothers? I'm the oldest, but I think what happened was my mom would say because my dad, you know, he was kind of rough with me. I was the first mm-hmm. child, and so he would rough me up a little bit, carry me around like a football, and I just hung with him. So, and then a lot of my oh, friends I were boys. Okay. <laughs> and they probably thought of you. And I guess probably as you've grown up and you, you know, you have still have that camaraderie, which you've, I'm sure you've gained the respect of a lot of the male athletes 
um, I know I was when I was talking to Mo Vaughn, he is actually um, former a major league baseball player and he has a line for big and tall men. And I was telling you about he's like, oh, I got to get in touch with her. I said, yes. Yes, she is also. <laughs> I said she's going to be on the summit, too. So that's amazing. So can you tell us a little bit about the um, your your youth throw girl conference? Like how long have you been doing that? And um, what? How long is the the um, the conference? Oh, it's a camp, right? It's a camp, camp conference it's called um, You Throw Girls Sports Confidence Camp, and mm. I started the camp because I would get so many messages from parents, like, "Can you please talk to my daughter?" Or they'll just say, "Oh, I just love what you're doing. You're throwing the shot put. You're athletic. You know, you're big and tall, but mm-hmm. you're still feminine with it." And mm-hmm. I know in sports especially when you reach the higher levels, um, you you kind of told, like, you can't be too cute and be good at the same time. Those <laughs> who are cute aren't that great, and those who are really good aren't that cute. <laughs> but you defied those odds, right? <laughs> right? I didn't believe that for myself, because especially being the girly girl that I am, I love to dress up, I love fashion, I love makeup, and I just couldn't imagine going to a track meet and my hair is not done, my nails mm-hmm. aren't done, my makeup's not done, and I'm going out mm-hmm. there to throw because I look at it as part of my preparation to get ready. Like how everybody gets right. dressed up and ready to go to work. I put on, I know I get myself ready to go out there and perform. That's what I do. It's part of my routine. It's part of me getting ready. And um, so I just could not deny that part of me. I had to make it fit in what I do. And mm-hmm. I always say, like, I wear lipstick and lashes to throw a heavy ball in dirt. <laughs> That's what I okay. do. <laughs> so how, how um, what's the time span of how, how long the camp or the conference runs? And what are the ages of the girls yes. um, that attend? Um, I'm looking to expand the camp this year. I'm looking mm-hmm. for, um, was it for like two or three days? I haven't decided on the, on the day length just yet. But I am looking mm-hmm. to have the camp for two to three days for um, girls from sixth grade to twelfth grade, mm-hmm. and um, it's 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 a mix of things. We also we definitely do the athletic part. Where we're, right now I am focusing on just throwing, and I'm thinking about I have a connect with one of my friends where we may end up bringing in the jumps, um, mm. long jump and triple jump to the camp. But we're going to have sessions where I'm going to help them write out their goals and what it looks like to plan for goals and to accomplish mm. goals. And then also, we're going to have like a real girl talk session where we're talking about hygiene, taking care of your body. Uh, yeah. You know, as athletes, we sweat. And sometimes yeah. you may take more showers than a normal person. But if that's what you need to do, that's what <laughs> right. you need to do. <laughs> and just I see- taking care of our bodies. Um, we're going to talk about bullying. We're going to talk about self-confidence. Oh, good. And just um, in eating, because there's a lot of myths about how you should be eating or um, or even just about not eating or eating too much. We're just going to talk about all those things to kind of give them a baseline on where to gauge the information that they receive on a regular. Right. And I think it's important. I'm glad um, part of the camp, camp conference is about the goal setting because that's one uh, area I don't think uh, it's been a long time since I've been in school but I don't think they go over that anymore they don't do they even teach that in school like 
goal setting and maybe it depends on the school you go to too. Um, yeah. But I, I don't even know if they teach that. And that's such a vital part of life, you know, and life skills as they call them. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't even think we really went over it when I was in school. Mm-hmm. But okay. I just know that in order to get to where you're going, you have to have mm-hmm. a plan to get there. Right. And for me, growing up in school, I um, I was diagnosed with ADHD and dyslexia as a young really? child. So mm-hmm. for me to make it through high school and especially college, like I had to have a planner. I had to have mm-hmm. a plan to, you know, to write down everything, to kind of know where I'm going, what I had next. And then like mm-hmm. if I needed to build up to something, I had it written down and I had it planned out to help me mm. accomplish what I needed to get done. And how many girls do you usually have? Have you had in the past that attend? Yeah. So last year we had uh, 55 girls overall. Wow. Wow. 55 girls. um, And then, because I had it divided into different sessions. So the girls who didn't throw the shot put in discus, um, they didn't have to say for that part, but they came for the um, the speaking parts. And Mm -hmm. we had 35 girls that were actually throwing at my camp. Wow. Was it um, a lot of times the first time they've tried something like that, tried shot putting and throwing? Or was it something they had played around with a little bit? Yeah. Most of them played around with it. I had Mm -hmm. quite a few where it was their first year doing it. And then I actually had um, one of my volunteers, his daughter, wanted to come and try it out. And she was our um, youngest person. And she was the smallest person. But she thought it was interesting. So she wanted to try it out. And I let her try it out. Because I feel like this is a time, especially when you're in that um, sixth grade to ninth grade phase, just yes. try it out. You never know what you're going to be good at. And that's right. kind of what I did. I just ended up trying out for the track team and I turned out to be really good at it. Wow. Yeah. And then you look where you are now. Yeah. <laughs> so you were talking about planning and um, uh, the Youth Throw Girl Conference, but you also this year did a dream planning event for adults, yeah. correct? Adult yes. women. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what kind of that entailed? Yes. So I did my first dream planning conference it was it's called making dreams reality and Mm -hmm. i get asked to speak about goal setting a lot and it's something that i wanted to share because um sometimes we don't we may think that our dreams may be too big for us or we may feel like we're not dreaming big enough and to have an event where you can hear other people's dreams and have somebody kind of walk you through planning your dreams just to kind of help build that confidence in what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And just to know that you're not the only one out there setting goals and kind of to help create a community, knowing that there's other people out there planning and going after whatever their dreams and goals with. And you can actually might find someone that y'all have similar goals and you can help each other accomplish your goals. I, so like I kind that. of want to get back to that positive mindset, building mm-hmm. each other up, that knowing that, you know what, we can get stuff done. We can write it down, plan it. Like the Bible says, um, yes. uh, have a vision, write, make it plain. Is it yes. Write the vision, make it plain. And that's yes. true. And I, I believe in that wholeheartedly. And I want to share that with other women for sure. So it was a full day event? It was Did a you... full day. It was like a four hour event. Okay. <laughs> it was my first time doing that one as well. And the biggest complaint I received that it wasn't long enough. No, I guess say that you needed more time, right? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, because when you really start getting into the nitty gritty in your dreams and planning out, and I know a lot of times when I go to different events, um, you get more done while you're there versus when you go home, you get back into your normal day to day and everything that you learned at the event kind of gets pushed to the side there yeah. when they're there, they can kind of even start the foundation, which I think is great. So do you think you'll do it again this year or it'd be something that you do at the beginning of like next year? Cause you have a busy training schedule, I'm sure. Yes. Well, um, I've been playing around with both ideas. Mm -hmm. um, having something a little later in the year and then mm -hmm. again in January. And I may just mm -hmm. do both to kind of hit people while they're on Christmas break to have a chance yeah. to get ready and rev up for the new year. And I know for me, the holiday can be crazy between Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's Eve. And for mm -hmm. me, I felt like, you know, January is a better time when I had time to think about my dreams and my plans and what I mm -hmm. really wanted to do for the new year. Because I believe you don't always have to start on January 1st. Right, right, <laughs> you know, exactly. You give yourself a couple of weeks just to get settled into the new year and then really set your intentions and think about it. And then, okay, now let me plan now that I kind of am over Christmas. Uh, right. From all the sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, that kind of leads us right in there. So you're getting ready to start or you're in your training season right right now what is that like i can't even imagine well um go ahead make me feel bad <laughs> <laughs> uh, this past year i've definitely taken more time off than normal um for two okay. reasons uh i haven't i've been throwing for 20 years and i haven't had a vacation yet what <laughs> so, um <laughs> i took some time off but then during that time i ended up having had to having to have knee surgery Oh, and, out. Okay. Yeah. So I took the rest of 2017 off just to let my body heal and just to kind of mm -hmm. enjoy the holidays and enjoy my family and friends. Right. And, um, now I'm back into full-time training and it's hard. <laughs> now, um, what what is, like, when you say full-time training, give us hours. Uh, I, I probably train about 46 hours a day. Uh-oh. I think we're stuck. Hello? Are we back? Yes, can you hear me? You can hear me? Storm in here. I can hear you. Yeah, you know, modern te technology child, it's good when it works. <laughs> But that's why we're recording. We can so I was saying, what does training look like? You said it'd be about four to six hours a day, correct? Yes. And first seven days a week? week? I start the day off with um throwing. I throw first because mm -hmm. I, I, that's a very technical event. So I don't want to be tired from lifting and doing other things. I want to be fresh and for mm -hmm. my timing to be right because it's very technical. So I need those things to be right. So from oh. there, I'll do sprints, I'll run, um, I'll do some plyometric work on some days, and then um, after that, I'll go to the weight room for a couple of hours, and then mm -hmm. I'll have like, my ab workout, I'll have my cardio I have to do, and then um, I'll lift weights for about a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. Just go ahead and make me feel bad. 
<laughs> I am a slacker. <laughs> wow, that's a and so how's your knee doing? How are you feeling? Uh, my knee's doing really well. It's um I, I'm still recovering, getting my strength back, but it's going really mm-hmm. well. Oh, that's good. That's good. So as you're in training, so when is I guess your next event? Is that the, what they call them that yes. you'll be competing? And when does that happen? Um, our first meet will be in May. Oh, that's soon. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I, you, I guess it is kind of soon. But for me, I feel like oh, I got, but, I got time to get it together. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it though. And is that in the United States or is it in state, out state? Um, I mean, no, as far as in. Okay. Yeah, I'll be out the country. My first meet is going to be in Shanghai, China. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. I and I guess I, now. Actually, I do most of my competing overseas. I don't have many meets in the U.S. Really? Now, does the time difference affect you? Um, because it's yeah. such a big time difference. Like, do you have time to adjust once you get there before you compete? You you kind of do, but you kind of don't. Um, since mm-hmm. I've been traveling overseas for so long, I can kind of make that adjustment fairly fast um, okay so it's something you kind of learn to do you have to kind of force your body and trick your mind to stay up and go to sleep when you need to sometimes mm-hmm. you need a little bit of help might take some advil pm to make you right <laughs> to relax but, right um, you learn the tricks of the trade on how to stay awake and how to help your your sleep cycle so that you can kind of get on schedule to be ready to compete now has now as a full figure woman curvy plus size that is what you need to do your job as a shot, you know, a shot put. Um, how do you feel just in general or and I want to try to give our viewers an idea of regardless of what you're doing, how do you stay positive? How do you keep that positive mindset when so many of our uh, media and everything are constantly throwing different images of us of, quote unquote, what is beauty? How do you stay so positive and strong? For me, I just know that this is the way that God's made me. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's that's just it. That's it. Yeah. That's, this is how I'm made. This is the body that I have. Um, and yes, I can take care of it. I cannot take care of it. I can fix it up. I cannot fix it up. But mm-hmm. the body that I have. And if I'm hating my body, then I'm hating the blessing that God has given me. Mm, I like and that. I, you know, and I don't want to miss out on any blessings that he has for me. And so mm-hmm. I need to appreciate the ones that I have and my body is one of those things. So, um, and for me, I, I even deal with my own body issues because even though I've always been a big girl, I ended up getting mm-hmm. diagnosed with hypothyroidism, which completely mm-hmm. changed my body. And I've gained over almost a hundred pounds from where I would like to be. And, but mm-hmm. you know, to where I am today, and with that transition, I had to relearn how to love my body again. And I think one thing that for plus size women, depending on where you at on the scale or where you used to be, mm-hmm. where you want to be, you have to learn right. how to appreciate your body where it is today. Yes. Because, even because it's true that it, it's, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It's a gradual situation. And so you, if you learn how to appreciate it today, you'll take better mm-hmm. care of it. That's true. And I thank you so much for sharing that. Um, because a lot of times I think many times we think, oh, if I just get down to this size, you know, life will be so much better. And really, to be honest, you know, tomorrow's not promised to anyone. Unfortunately, we really 
saw that with the latest tragedy that, you know, that that occurred and with the children in, in Florida. And so you you may not get to that point. So like you said, love yourself. And my mother always referenced Psalm 139, fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, and I believe that. And if we were all the same size, you know, we'd be a boring world. And I always tell people, I said, well, I don't think on judgment day, he's going to say, okay, all size six come up to the front of the line. <laughs> That's not what happened. <laughs> So I think it's in our hearts. You know, Mm -hmm. know, at the end of the day, what you look like doesn't matter. But what matters is what comes out of your heart. So right, and how you treat others. Ugly in your heart, you're going to be an ugly person. But if you're beautiful in your heart, you're going to be a beautiful person. And I think that's what we have to worry about more than what our physical appearance. have because we can't place value in this because beauty fades away it doesn't last forever yeah no it does not no it does not yeah and and, you know we all are going to get older (laughs) some of us are age better than others (laughs) but you know we have to love the body and I'm so glad you mentioned that and loving yourself and I think because you have that mindset I know that you're passing that on to the young girls who are in your your camp even people that you I think that 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 personality and that positive outlook probably also affects your the people that you train with and compete with you know when you go because you could have not gotten anywhere you I mean you have amazing accolades with a bad attitude or thinking bad about your body because I'm sure um, even as a a beautiful African-American woman you you probably um, had some you know uh, discrimination in certain areas too that's a whole nother and if you weren't and I think you have that great spiritual foundation. Um, and I think that's what makes you the person that you are. And I know for me, that, that spiritual foundation, we just have to give the haters, put them away. Because, you know, the devil's always going to be busy. Always. If, if, he th- if he think he can, you know. But I think that's really important. Is there anything else you wanted to leave our viewers with? Um, we have hopefully women, you know, watching this and I hope that they see this and see like, wow, she's doing it all. She's athletic. She's like you said, the sports sides, the pretty side. She's also helping young girls. I just want to know what are your closing thoughts about women and size? Yes. Um, I guess for me, um, be mindful of what you're feeding yourself, not just food, but your mind. Because everything starts there. Because if you have a negative thought and you dwell in a negative thought, that thought's going to affect your feelings, your feelings going to affect your work uh, and how you treat other people. So it's like mm-hmm. a triple down effect. So be mm-hmm. mindful of what you're allowing people to say to you, say about you, um, or even tell you about yourself. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I believe that you set the standard for you. Love it. If Yes. You believe that you're pretty, period. Can't nobody else tell me anything else. Because tell me, I tell myself. And and I think that's um, major, is you set the bar for yourself. You set your positivity. Be mindful of um, what you're hearing and what you're allowing people to say to you and around you. And I think Mm -hmm. that um, will have a great effect on everybody. Um, yes. no matter what walk of life you're coming from, because if you want to be around negative people, you're going to always feel negative. 
And if you want to be around people who's going to talk about you um, because of your size, then you're going to start feeling insecure about your size. So there's people that appreciate yes. your body for what it is today. And yeah. um, I, mean, I guess I can give an example for that. Like I just recently got engaged. <laughs> um, oh, congratulations. Thank you. And um, it, it lets me know that when people truly love you and support you, <clears throat> No matter what you're looking like or whatever you feel like, you if even if you feel like you're not at your best, there's someone who loves you just the way you are. Mm-hmm. Yep. And bad hair days and all. <laughs> that's it. And know that that's out there for you. So don't change for somebody to get that person. Find someone mm-hmm. that's gonna love you through the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, the pretty and the ugly, because they fell in love with what's inside of you, not on the outside. I love that. I love that. And um, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Uh, Today, I was one of our speakers. She's a um, psychologist, Dr. Roz, and she really does a lot of work with marriages and and keeping uh, marriages strong. And we were talking today and she was mentioning, leave the self-esteem alone because the self-esteem is based on feelings and it will lie to you. She said self-concept. She kind of mimicked exactly what she said. And some of the, I just, I thought it was amazing that she brought that. And I never thought about it that way. She said, self-esteem is based on feelings and your feelings change. And she sometimes you have to really go deep, you know, for a weekend. Okay, what's the good, the bad, and the ugly? What can you change? What do you want to change? Um, And that's what we need to do with our own. Then that way, if we feel that way, like you said, that person will love us and they'll find us. Instead of us looking for that quote unquote man, God will send that person to you but you have to be ready to receive that person as well and loving yourself is probably 99 percent of what you need to do yeah it's funny because i remember my pastor did say this one day um that your feelings don't always tell you what's true Mm. and because the truth could be i'm I'm just going to use this because i can't think of anything else right now um to somebody the the truth could be to them that um I'm dark skinned and fat. Mm-hmm. And and that in and, and, and some sense, yeah, that's true. I have darker skin. I'm a big girl. Mm-hmm. That's true. It but, is what it is. <laughs> um how do I feel when that person tells me that? Like at the end of the day, if that's true about me, that's okay. I love mm-hmm. me, but I'm not gonna let my feelings like, yeah, they may have hurt my feelings. But that's not all that's to me. Right. And you have right. to they're looking at the outside. Yes. Like, okay, yeah, that may be true, but I'm not just that. Mm-hmm. And like you know, for me, I'm not just an athlete. I'm more than just an athlete. Exactly. Like, oh, you're an athlete, that's all you do. Like, did you graduate from college? Or you know, I they want to kind of downplay oh. something, but yeah, that may be true. I did get a scholarship because I was the number one thrower in America. Hello. <laughs> but that's not all I am. So you can't let people put you in the box or even let your feelings put you in the box. And that's in any, whatever you're doing in life, um, whether, you know, you're a student, teacher, parent, you know, mother, you know, everyday worker, you have to, I love that you said that because I think if we start loving ourselves, um, because the, we know the internet is so, you have bullies behind the lens. So those, everyone's always going to have an opinion. And I always might say opinions are like, you know, what a-holes, everybody has one. Everybody and has that's, everybody has one. And so, hey, that's, that's nice you feel that way. But because I think they, 
you're making them feel insecure sometimes because maybe you're so positive that they're like, well, why is she so positive? She's larger than me or she's darker than me or she's, you know, X, Y, Z. So really, I think it has to do with the way that they're feeling about themselves and you're just making them uncomfortable. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah, I I tell girls that all the time and nine times out of 10 when someone's bullying you, it's because they see something in you or about you that they wish they had. Yes. Since you have it and they don't have it, they put you down for having it so it can make them feel better for not having it. Exactly, exactly right. Nine times out of ten, most bullies are are people who talk about people or put people down are the most hurt people in the world. Yes, they are. They really are. And something's going on in that family, too, that they may be being bullied by their parents. You know, thankfully and unfortunately, everyone does not have that loving home, whether it's mother and father or mother. And sometimes I've talked to women who have been hurt by their parents because of their size. So if you're not even feeling comfortable at home with your family, what makes you think that going out to a stranger really is going to appreciate you? So it's so many levels. And we, we as parents and godparents and aunts and uncles really need to feed into our kids because they're, they're getting all these negative messages online, Instagram yeah. and Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat. Um, we need to really start feeding into them and sometimes put the technology down yeah. because they can't even have conversations anymore you know with it so yeah Yeah. but thank you i'm very mindful who i follow and if you follow Mm -hmm. me and you come on my page with some foolishness um delete block x (laughs) over here that's good well thank you so much um we have all your information on your page your website and all your (coughs) excuse me social media and I just want to thank you for taking the time. I know you are a busy, busy, busy woman. Um, and I just really think that people will get a lot out of what you have to offer in your story. And we wish you many blessings and success you. in your training and on your knee. And um, we'll be watching and rooting for you. Yeah, and if you have anything special come up, please let us know. And we'll put it on the, we have the Plus Size Events app. We'll put that on there uh, for you because, you know, sending up good prayers that everything goes well. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Sure, thank you for accepting. This is awesome. So I will be looking out and we're going to pray that that knee is going to be fine. Lord going to make it work. (laughs) And just thank you again. Thank you. Take care. So thanks, guys. Remember, the Plus Size Event Summit goes from March 1st to March 4th. And we will have all Michelle Carter, a.k.a. the Shot Divas information. Take care.